welcome back to The Sip. We have our guest today, Dave Jones. He is a New Jersey native. Dave, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Good to be here. So for The Sip, our first question is, what is your favorite drink? I would say Coke Zero is the go-to. So Coke Zero, with if you can give me a lime, great. If not, Coke Zero. If you want to get crazy, I will do the uh, Virgin Mojito with Sprite Zero. <laughs> Sprite Zero and Coke Zero. Yeah. So you're kind of also a Utah native then. Nope. Get out of here. You and all of these moms have something in common. Okay, awesome. So we're just kind of getting into who you are and how you got here. So where did you go to school? Did you go to college? Yes, I did. Uh, born and raised in Jersey, like you said, but then moved to um, Utah and actually went to school at the University of Utah and studied architecture. So that is my degree. Loved it. Got a minor in, in marketing, which was fun. Uh, but yeah, that was my University of Utah was there during the good old days with Urban Meyer and, and when football really took off and had a blast, uh, I came in mid semester. So kind of weird. I served an LDS mission and then came in mid semester and they didn't have any room in the dorms except for with the athletic hall. And so I was right there with Alex fit right Smith in and all those, you know, no, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Here comes this nerd living in the dorms. Like, what sport are you in? I'm like, I like lacrosse. They're like, what's that? So didn't go, um, was thought about going into, getting my full degree, but the market crashed uh, from that standpoint. And so I said, I need to go get a job. That's kind of how I got introduced to this whole vivid world. Can you walk us through your job history then? So I started my dad's financial firm filing. He worked, uh, he had his own uh, small little firm and I filed for him. Then I worked at Friendly's. That's a little burger slash shake joint in Jersey. Then I went to Caddy at a golf course. I was a janitor at a bagel shop. I still, when I go back for Thanksgiving for Jersey, um, the bagel shop, the owner, he's like, you were the best at cleaner. Our floor shined like just so nice. And I, I like take pride in it. And I love that he's, you know, almost 85 years old. And he knows, he remembers, I clean the floors better than anyone he's ever had. Um, Does your and, wife feel that way? No, is, not at all. It's not a transferable <laughs> skill right there. It should be, and I could call out, and I am already apologizing on the podcast to my wife that I don't transfer that skill too much. <laughs> Got an internship as an architect uh, assistant, basically. Uh, went door-to-door sales, then became a marketing manager, and director of sales marketing, and this is where I came to Vivint, um, and then senior director of sales experience, then VP of sales management, which was uh, also VP of sales experience and then went GM and VP of Amigo and did uh, was the VP of revenue operations and then SVP of technology now. So I use titles wow. cause I, I hate titles. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. know that about me. Mike, but I love that cause it shows kind of from bagel shop janitor to VP of technology mm-hmm. and the scope of what I was able to do and have a blast. But to me, every single job, there's something there that I learned that I've taken into every single other job. Why the change from architecture besides like the market crashed? I'm guessing this is sure. like 2008 ish. Yeah. 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 So were you just, you never thought you'd get back into it or? No, it was, um, it was, I was, uh, graduating. I had, I actually reality is I had gone out and knocked doors. Uh, you know, some, some kid knocked on the dorm room and said, Hey, go, go make $50,000 in the summer. You know, I called my father and he's like, it's a scam. I'm like, I thought so too. Um, and then, uh, end up going, actually dad, I'm going to try this cause they're, they're going to have an awesome, an awesome, they said, uh, Boston office as I was driving out to Boston. They're like, Oh, by the way, we couldn't get licensing in Boston. Can you stop in Detroit? We're going to be knocking in Detroit. And I was like, Oh boy, what did I get myself into? 
Um, and I also, it, it, it's funny, it had a lot of similarities. Like, hey, we're putting in this home security into someone's house. And in the space I was in the architecture, I was getting frustrated at school sometimes about, we talked a lot about the old archaic way of building. And I'm like, you know, we don't use technology and architecture as much as we should. And even though at the time there was this guy named Todd Peterson that was talking about of, you know, changing the way people lived in their home uh, through technology kind of. And I was like, oh, that relates to me from an architectural standpoint of, you know, what do we put between the two by fours and how are we doing lighting and how do we change the way we build homes? We've been building the same way for 400 years. And how do we change that through technology? So I kind of got, you know, both sides of, like, I love this vision, but really we're just door to door sales guys. Um, so I kind of caught that vision. Um, and so when I went into the corporate side, to me, I use that same passion and excitement that I had for architecture to say, Hey, how, how do we do, how do we bring technology to the home? Can you walk us through like what you do now at Vivint and just like your current role? Yeah. So, um, again, not a title person, but it's, you know, it's always good to give reference reference to where you're at. So SVP of technology, specifically product and program. So I actually get to work with someone that actually was born and raised in the call center. Uh, I don't know if you guys know her, wonderful individual here at Vivint, uh, Danielle uh, Larson. Um, she literally started um, in the call center in the account creation, and she has done mm-hmm. a phenomenal job in her career. She's been here about 15 years. So she is a senior director of program management, along with Mikkel, who's awesome too. But so we really work with our engineers on the VT side. So all the product that's not our customer product. So everything we use as a company, so from Salesforce to the Genies, all of those products and how they are implemented and how they're driven and any projects that were asked from ELT to go execute and add to those, that's what my team runs with counterparts with our engineering group. Mm-hmm. So our product and program team work with our engineers and we go build those. So protection plan. That's right. It's a, Hey, executives coming in and say, Hey, we want to, we want to do this. How do we go implement that? That's our team. We go jump on that work with innovation. We work with all the different groups that we work with and we go build that product to put it into the platform and then start making the company money. So awesome. So yeah, really it's product and program inside of Vivint technology VT as, as it's known. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to have all the fun stuff and get beat up for all the stuff we don't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. true. Well then we get beat up if we don't sell it. Exactly. So. <laughs> You obviously, you knew Todd Peterson, you guys, you were kind of homegrown here with a lot of those, um, like cornerstone names. Um, what kind of impact would you say networking's had on your career? Oh, uh, it's, it's so important. I actually, you know, not being born and raised here, I wasn't in that initial, you know, network. Um, I actually, it was a little, Jersey at heart, as you'll know, um, throughout all my conversations, I always bring up Jersey within, I get teased by Josh Crittenden from the revenue side. He always says like, you, Dave, you bring up Jersey within five minutes of every vendor we meet. It's like a religion. It is. (laughs) You gotta be like Bruce. Anyways, I won't get into it, but just, I love pizza. But, um, no, I think, um, I was planning to move back to New Jersey, really kind of head down, focused on my college career. And then as I got into the door door space, started meeting a lot of entrepreneur spirit, which really that passion started with, uh, going door to door and just meeting some really just awesome individuals. Um, and it takes a lot of character to basically go out every day and go, I don't know if I'm going to make money or be able to feed my family and deal with the, you know, 90 no's to get that one. Yes. The rejection and all that. So you get into kind of a group of individuals that are high, high energy, um, entrepreneur spirit. So that's where it kind of started. And then from there, as I grew my network with my technology friends with Ryan, uh, Hey, we're going to solve this problem. Can you help me do that? build a relationship with Ryan and then open up some networks there. 
Like, I think it's so important to build relationships and force yourself to build relationships mm-hmm. um, with wide range. I've been in revenue. I've been in operations. I've been in technology. And the people, one, at Vivint that I've met in those groups are amazing. And then two, uh, outside of Vivint, because of, the, because of Vivint, we have such a great influence as a company to network and to share what we do. And so I've been part of many, many groups, um, uh, what is it, Tribe House and Silicon Slopes. And sitting in those rooms, I mean, we really have a, a phenomenal uh, company in the aspect of we have product, we have services. We're really a full, fully integrated technology with a service company, with uh, a product company. It's such a unique uh, company. I love it. And again, uh, with our new partners and our, our new company, NRG, like mm-hmm. it's even more so it's exciting. Like I just, I think we have this great uh, wealth of knowledge at, at our company. And when you go talk to different companies, they're very, I feel like they're siloed in their learning, not in a negative way, but just, oh, this is we this. And so when you start talking, um, it's been interesting. But networking is so critical uh, inside your company. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships of those that have been here and have gone been here 10 years. So I've seen different cycles of cl- stay close to many of those people. If you're, if you're looking to move your career, do, don't think, Oh, I'm in CX or customer care, or I'm in this it's open up that network and keep those relationships. They're so important. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people it's really easy to get caught up in how much work there is to do in CX, especially there's always somebody on the phone or there's always a problem. Um, that I think it can make it feel like you can only go to supervisor to AM or whatever's like a lateral move in your department. So no, and I think Vivin does one of the best jobs with the charity groups, with the different groups that they're established, go join those, go have fun learning other people's life, like stories. Anytime you can join any other group inside of event that's not within your realm is so important. You meet so many great people, like so many great people. And that was one thing with, with NRG talking to some of the executives as we were going through uh, the transaction and then being able to join later as we've been together now, what, six months, they're like, there are so many great people at Vivint. And so don't, don't uh, get siloed. What do you feel like is the best thing about getting to work in so many different areas of one business? First thing actually is relationships. So I've loved going back to networking. I've loved the opportunity to be in so many different areas of the business. One the learning, the knowledge, the institutional knowledge, the expertise that I think I can bring to a lot of different conversations throughout the company as we explore problems. Um, uh, but first and foremost is I love the relationships and how important it goes back to the networking. And, you know, I don't think I would be where I'm at without um, solving problems together with people and uh, winning them over, influencing them to make right decisions or, or being a partner of those decisions so to me, first and foremost, is the relationships. Everyone you work with matters. Um, and it might, even, even that desk mate or that loud person that you tell to be quiet because you can't hear your own customer talking to, like that, the, all those relationships matter. To get operations, revenue, and technology on the same page um, was, was a bit of a skill set. I think because of, I was in those different departments, I could right. bring them together and have that conversation, speak those different languages to go win over some hard, some hard decisions we had to make and hard moves and pivots uh, with technology, with revenue, with operations, and all of get them all on the same page. So I've loved being in different departments. Um, it was hard. It's for sure hard as you build your career because you have this path. You're like, no, 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 no. This is breaking all the rules you're taught in, in your, from your professor. Like yeah. Specialization, specialization. It's super important that you look for other opportunities in and outside of your specialty 
even if it's for a short time, like I would in one and then went back to something I felt comfortable with and knew, and there was a problem I had to go solve. But I think your value is, you know, kind of leading to your next question. I'm sure about like, Hey, what is it that you look at? Like to me, you're just solving problems. Yep. Like if you're on the call with a customer, the transferable skill, I think is you know, a really important question that you asked. And to me, it's, it's your solving problems. You're on a call with a customer, solve their problem. Once you do good at that, you're going to get opportunities to solve bigger problems and then bigger problems and then bigger problems. And you're just, that's the difference between an agent on the phone and an executive in a boardroom is you're just solving a bigger problem, but it's solving problems. It's not anything secretive mm-hmm. and not to take away from how important school is or how important um, uh, education, a uh, very huge proponent of education. What I've learned in architectural school applies to me in so many different ways from solving a customer problem to solving an executive problem or problem solving. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you've made it when you are identifying a problem and solving it. So, and when I say make it, that can make it as a manager, make it as a director, make it as a VP, make it as a SVP, make it whatever title they want to give you, you are a problem solver. And ultimately you're solving a problem for the company that adds value. You're the catch all for all of our company problems that we cause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are in the, the, breeding ground for an opportunity of being executives. You're throwing 40 problems a day. That's such a great, great uh, ground to learn how to be an executive. Do you want to just give like a short answer on like why Vivint? I get asked it um, quite a bit. Obviously Mm -hmm. when we had our uh, acquisition with NRG, people are like, so so Dave, are you leaving? Are you going somewhere else? And I Mm -hmm. I literally look and I'm like, I love working at Vivint. And it can beat you up as, as you guys know, on the calls when you're just like, uh, you hang up, get off that one call and you're like, I'm done. Um, can my lunch break get any quicker? It's a, it's, it's a cheater because, um, Vivint saved my brother and my two nephews life. Um, and my, uh, sister-in-law was actually, she was out, um, on a girl's night. They live in New York and my brother was home uh, with my two nephews and, he uh, had just installed a, an outdoor fireplace. He was catch up at the times. And he's like, I got to have this cool outdoor fireplace. We, we got one at our house. He's like, oh, I'm going to compete. Joneses. Um, and he went and got Jones. one. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. Um, so Parker is his name. But we, he had gotten this outdoor fireplace. They, I guess they installed it wrong. Anyways, it started a fire inside the walls between the outside and inside where the gas line was. And uh, around midnight, and my brother was already asleep. Nephew woke up to Vivint saying, it looks like there's a fire in your house. He went down to the panel, started talking to them. They said, you know, go wake up your dad. So they ran upstairs, uh, woke up Parker. He came running down, saw the fire in the kitchen. I was like, oh crap, grab the boys, threw him in the car. And he was halfway through the drive-thru when the house literally blew up. He said the roof looked like it was like a leaf coming back down. And I'll never forget that. Whenever I get into the room, we have to go solve a problem. We we're fighting over something or we have to solve a problem. It's, we literally save lives. Um, so why Vivint? Um, we save lives. I think I say every time we're going to put that on a t-shirt, but that will be on a t-shirt. Do it. I'd wear it. To continue this serious tone, <laughs> can we wrap up with what your guilty pleasure reality TV show is? <laughs> I do watch, I love movies, um, but I would say like my guilty pleasure is reality TV is my own household. So I have four boys. <laughs> I have an amazing wife mm-hmm. uh, and she's passionate. She is a fireball, beautiful. Um, I have four boys that are awesome, talented, but they are, we're, our house is 
my reality. What would the name of your show be then? Keeping up with the Joneses. We have a channel in our own family that's like keeping up with the Joneses. That's what we call our texting channel with the two older boys and my wife. It's like keeping up with the Joneses because who knows what's going to happen. My son was, you know, just recently, he started the, I don't know if you know, the Lehigh craze about golf carts not being able to be driven on the road. That started because my son um, and his six friends were on a golf cart three, four weeks ago and they turned, took a turn real quick and threw six boys off, four ambulances. Kid had 15 staples in his head. It was, it was bad. So that was just nice. a regular text thread. My son's like, Hey, call 911. Everything's good, but you guys should come meet us here. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. I'm like, I'll be there soon. <laughs> so. like, let me just wrap this. Really <laughs> <important> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just uh, hold on. Let me step out real quick. What are you doing? You know? So <laughs>